You are listening to the Stand with Dignity podcast. Please subscribe to our channel. Our next presentation will be given by Imam Mustafa Al-Amin. He was born in Newark, New Jersey. He was introduced to the teachings of the Nation of Islam. Upon the death of Elijah Muhammad in 1975, he made a transition to accepting the original teachings of Islam based on the Holy Quran and the Sunnah of the Prophet Muhammad. Imam Mustafa Al-Amin of Masjid Al-Ibrahim, a mosque in Newark, New Jersey, is not only a very powerful lecturer, but he's also a very knowledgeable and insightful author. He has written eight books on the subject of Al-Islam, Freemasonry, Family Relationships, Malcolm X, Afrocentricity, and the Prophet Abraham. He's a loyal supporter of Imam W.D. Muhammad, who was a progressive African-American Muslim leader who disbanded the original Nation of Islam in 1976 and transformed it into an orthodox mainstream Islamic movement, which later became the American Society of Muslims. He holds a bachelor's degree in community development and a master's degree in public administration from Rutgers University, as well as a certificate in public education from Jersey City State College. Imam Alamin resides in Newark, New Jersey, where he works as an educator in the Newark school system and runs his own production company. Please help me in welcoming Imam Mustafa Alamin with a loud salawat. <laughs> Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulihi kareem Muhammad sallallahu With God's name, the merciful benefactor, the merciful redeemer, most gracious, most merciful. All praises are due to Allah, are due to God, the Lord, keeper, evolver of all the worlds. May the prayers and peace be upon his honorable, noble and generous messenger Muhammad and all that follows. I greet you all here. As-salamu alaykum. And to those that are not Muslims and you may not know or you've heard before, that means peace be unto you all. When we say assalamu alaikum, I can be looking at one person, but it's still plural. If you say ka, which is not the greeting, ka is individual. Kum is plural, group. So if you're looking at one person, I still say assalamu alaikum in the plural, because it's to remind us that we're a part of a group, we're a part of a community, to always remember that. But not only do I wish peace on the individual, I wish it upon his family, his relatives, physically, mentally, and spiritually. So it's always presented in the plural. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi barakatuhu. Alhamdulillah. I want to first say, so the word goes out, that as Muslims, and the deen, the religion of Islam, we condemn unequivocally all forms of terrorism, hatred, bigotry, racism, anti-Semitism, and injustice. 
those things have absolutely nothing whatsoever to do with El Islam. I would like to first thank the message of peace and standing with dignity organization for inviting me to participate in this wonderful and extremely important event. My late leader, as she mentioned, our late leader and teacher, Imam Wafadeen Muhammad, may Allah be pleased with him, he passed in 2008. He participated in a Hussein Day event long time ago uh, in New York. I think they had it at the Roosevelt. That's right. And some of us was able to attend with him. So when I had the honor of being invited, although he's gone, I said, thank you, Brother Imam. Because we know the human life is not just this physical life. It is beyond that. And we know that when we think of Imam Hussein, as Allah says in the Quran, speak not of those who are killed in the path of God as day. But he doesn't leave it there. He says, no, they're all alive but you perceive them not. And I think we can say that Imam Hussein is perhaps more alive now than he was when he was physically walking on this earth. Because there were 72 that stood firm with him that didn't back out when the heat was on. But look what he has now. Millions of people that will stand with him and give their life, I'm sure, upon the principles of truth and justice. Amen. So, perhaps more importantly, I would like to applaud the two organizations for all of the excellent work that you have been doing on behalf of humanity. And I pray that Almighty God will bless and reward you with his highest and most noble reward and keep up the good work. Now in reflecting on Imam Hussein and his great sacrifice and I'll say sacrifices, because before he was killed, he had made so many sacrifices already. In fact, the night before the great tragedy, his good heart said to the others that stood with him, that didn't retreat when the heat was on, even though they gave their word that they would stand with him. And there's a saying from where we come back, it says, my word is my bond. That's right. And my bond is my life. And I will give my life before my word shall fail. They gave their allegiance, their bond. But 
when the heat got on, they retreated, right? In, in Kufa, I believe, right? Yes. But there were those, the 72, that stood solid as a rock. But in his compassion, the night before, he gathered them together and said, look, we're going to pray, but you don't have to stay. I will have no problem with you looking out for yourself and your family. I'll handle this alone with the help of Allah if I have to, right? That's a man of great character and nobility who says, I understand. Go ahead and be with your family. But they stayed. They say, we with you all the way to the end. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. So in reflecting on Imam Hussein and his great sacrifices, standing with honor and dignity for righteousness, freedom, justice, and equality. And standing like a solid wall, where Allah says in the Surah, I believe it's Safad, he loves when believers stand together like a solid wall in Christ. Standing like a solid wall against tyranny, oppression, and injustice, a man whose struggle typifies as Dr. Manzur Rizvi, Alhamdulillah, expresses in his book, the unique sacrifice of, human, of Imam Hussein for humanity. They sent me a couple of copies of that book. I just wanted to make sure that I was, you know, schooled on it. <laughs> and I say thank you because I, even though they were the same book, I think I read both of them. <laughs> so, as he states in the book, and I agree, a man who typifies a struggle in the book, as he mentions, a struggle between right and wrong, good and evil, peaceful coexistence of human race, freedom of peace and justice, as opposed to the choking of the human soul. That's in that book compiled by the doctor, right? Now, in reflecting on that, the profound words of the Quran comes to mind as we began with that. Where it says, speak not of those who are killed in the path of God as dead. No, they are alive, but you just don't understand. You don't perceive them. Therefore, Imam Hussein, well, Imam Hussein's life, an unyielding commitment to exercising the God-given rights of all human beings to have freedom to strive and achieve the highest level of their human potential and possibilities is not dead, but very much alive and those who love him and who remember him. 
and following the way of Muhammad the Prophet and adhering to his own innate human excellence. He is perhaps, as I said, more alive now than he was when he was physically walking upon this earth. You look at it from 72 to millions. Again, in reading the book, Understanding Kabbalah, by Saeed Muksin Nakuvi, right? Nakuvi. I'm getting it right. <laughs> now, in reading this interesting and thought provoking book, I appreciate, among many other things, the way in which the author puts emphasis on the meaning of words based on their root letters. And I'm hope it's okay for me to go this way. But after reading that book, I really appreciate he puts his emphasis on the meaning of words based on the root letters in those words, which is sort of the way I do it when I do the cook by myself. For example, on page 55 of the book, Understanding Kabbalah, on page 55, he points out the fact that the word Rasul comes from the Arabic root letters, the Ra, the Sin, and the Lamb, R-S-L, right? Which means to reach out. This is how he's presenting it. Then on page 58, he explains the word Arafat, Arafat. Arafat. And he says that is derived from the Arabic root letters, the Ain, the Ra, and the Fa, right? And he says, and that means to know. And we know the brother recited where Allah says in the Quran, we've made you tribes and communities, Lita Arafu, from Arafat, Lita Arafu, that you will know one another. Arafat, Arafu, right? So, in keeping that in mind, let us consider then, as the brother pointed out, the moral message, the innate moral message of Imam Hussein versus the historical facts. Now, if we follow this logic, then we look at the name Hussein, Hassan, and break it down the same way. What is the root? of Hussein. What are the root letters of Hassan? The H, the hand, the scene, and the noon, right? We're going to follow the logic from the book. So in following that logic, what does that mean? <laughs> Hussein, Hassan, right? 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 Oh, our Lord, give us the best, the excellence in the dunya, right? Wasn't he of the best in the dunya? Wasn't he of the best in this life? And by the grace of Allah, Allah, he's among the best in the accurate. So it comes from the root letters, H-S-N, right? Which means what? Beautiful, right? Excellent, good, 
positive, attractive, handsome. I won't point to myself, I'll just point to <laughs> Beautiful sisters. That all comes from that root, right? Oh, you just look at the beauty. Now, who named him? His grandfather, right? Uh -huh. Muhammad the Prophet, yeah. a man of great hikmah, right? A great wisdom, yeah. who was a messenger, but also a prophet, seeing what was coming, right? Yes. So he named both sons Hassan and Hussein, <laughs> right? Which means beautiful, excellent, positive. Because he saw a positive future, even though some reports knew he would be slain. But as a result of that, the future would be even more positive, right? Alhamdulillah. So he names them. And you know, the Bible says a good name is better than riches. Proverbs. A good name is better than gold. And I won't be long, but when we look at name, and we'll get back to this, every chapter of the Quran, except nine, starts Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim with the name of Allah, with the authority, authorization of Allah as the merciful benefactor, merciful redeemer, right? Every chapter by the name. And then Except nine. And Allah said be his Allah. Glorify the name of your Lord the Most High. But let us look a little bit more at this. Because it brings into mind this uh tyrannical, oppressive, the birth of that arrogance. We read in the scriptures, particularly in the Quran beginning in Baqarah chapter 2, ayat 30, where it says, when God, Allah said to the angels, Jailun fil ardi khalifa, 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 khalifa. <laughs> when he said to the angels, I'm making a khalifa, right? A rulership, right? Okay. He said to them, I'm making a khalifa to the angels. And among them was the jinn, Iblis, right? Right there. So anyway, but when we read on, after Allah said that, and then the angels say, what you gonna make one that's gonna make bloodshed and mischief? Well, we know that was good. Allah said, I know what you know not. But they had some premonition because we know there are some caliphate, a caliphate that was established that brought bloodshed and mischief, right? That there are some leaders who do that. So maybe they just had a premonition. We won't go on to that. But they sure turn out to be right, but we see this caliph on this earth does that, right? Some of them. But anyway, my point is, when you read from Ayat 30 to 31 and 32, what does it say God taught Adam? What's the first thing? He didn't teach him the shape or the size. LML, he taught them the names of everything. 
That's how important the name is, right? The names of everything is the first thing he taught Adam. Now here Muhammad, the prophet of Islam, loses his sons, but he has grandsons. And what does he give them? Beautiful names, right? Hussein and Hassan, right? Muhammad, the prophet of Islam. So, and moving along, just to, for our studies and for what know, the, the had the scene in the noon, beauty, excellence, Hassan, Hussein, Hassanah, etc. Same, right? All of that and its derivatives is mentioned in the Quran a hundred and ninety-four times. So when you come across that, how can you not think about Hussein? It's mentioned 194 times. And we make the dua, Rabbana Antinafi Dunya Hassanatang, if you stop, right? Allah give us the excellence, Hassan Hussein, right? In the dunya. Well, accurate Hassanatang, right? Now, who named him? Muhammad the Prophet, he saw way down the line, right? That my grandchildren, even though they will be slaughtered, that they are bigger than the flesh that you see. They are mind, they are spirit. They are mind and they are spirit. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a different note. You know, she said I was in the nation come through and we translate. They don't pass notes, they just come stand right by and let you know you got a little time. <laughs> and every now and then, they're here and, and welcome our brothers from Newark. They all came down to it. So, so they used, and they'll pass a note a couple of times. But believe it or not, this note didn't say that. This note said you got extra time. <laughs> oh man, put you on the spot. So now he had to run his mouth. <laughs> no, we're good, but I'm not gonna take much time. But we stay here with this, right? So it's mentioned 194. Now let's tie this into Muhammad the Prophet Islam and Ibrahim as we move forward and we know of the tragedy there at Kabbalah, etc. Right? We know from Medina to Mecca, and again, look, look at the man's beauty and character. He goes to Mecca for Hajj, but he senses and knows that there's a plot to kill him and to create confusion at the sanctuary, right? So rather than do his Hajj for peace sake, that's a beautiful person, rather than for his Hajj, he leaves, right? And as he leaves to get away from that, not just for his life, but for the life of others. And as he leaves and he heads, right, to Kufa, etc., right? And, and, and he ends up to Kabbalah, right? Which is now Iraq, etc., right? And the enemy still pursued him. That is the grandson of Muhammad the prophet. Doesn't that sound familiar? That when Muhammad the prophet left Mecca for Medina, just like he left Mecca to go to uh, uh, Kufa, etc., Muhammad the prophet left Mecca going to Medina. But did they let him just go? They pursued him the same way, right? They pursued him, right? So now Muhammad the prophet and Ibrahim, just to try to tie this in, it is written in 
the Quran Surah 33. And listen, we all listen to the word Hassan, Hussein, etc. Just just for that, right? It says, Bismillah ar-Rahman rahim And I'm only doing a little Arabic just so you get this word, Hassan. So 33, I had 21, right? Alhamdulillah. Lakatana lakum fi Rasulillahi uswatun hasanatun. It says, you surely have in the messenger of Allah uswatun hasanatun. You hear it again? Hasan, hasanatun. You have in the messenger of Allah, Muhammad the Prophet, an excellent, an excellent model. An excellent character of beauty and excellent hasana, right? Of Muhammad the Prophet. For any who believes in God in the last day and think on Allah much. And the same for Ibrahim. So when you read this in Surah 60, ayat, the fourth ayat, just listen again. You have an Ibrahim, just like in Muhammad's prophet. Right? In a, in a, uswa, the uswa, right? The character, the personality, right? You have Hasana, a beautiful, excellent character. Now, again, keep this in mind Muhammad the prophet named them. Remember when they were little and they were calling on his back when he's in Sajda and he wouldn't move until he called off? And he also has reported to say, these are the youth of paradise, right? Yeah. Huh? That is Muhammad the prophet. So, and then Allah says in Surah 7, Ayat 180, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim, that to God belongs the most beautiful man. And let me say this about names, because this is a man who stood against oppression, bigotry, etc., and as followers of Muhammad the Prophet as he was, that's what we stand against racism, hatred, bigotry, etc. Me as an African American, and you know the history of slavery, how we were brought here to America under oppression. And we had African names, Islamic names, we were Muslims and tribal religions. But our names was not Jim Jones. <laughs> Before I became a Muslim, and you know, you don't have to change your name to become a Muslim, but just to give you a little history of how this works, the name. My name was Robert King. Somebody else was Johnson Jones. Because you know the slave masters named us after them because they owned us, right? So when we became Muslims, and we say we reclaimed our own, and we say we converted, but we're saying we were Muslims before we came. And those of us who have embraced, just to give you a little history of it. So you don't have to change your name and become a Muslim. But with us, we were promised that you would get your names back one day. That's right. 
And so then we was given a name book. So now you can select your name. You can keep what you got or you can select your name because it has great meaning to it. Remember the first thing you told Adam was the names of things, right? So I chose for myself Mustafa, which means the chosen. Only because I saw myself as being the first one to become a Muslim in my Christian family. Okay. So I felt, and it happened that I'm chosen now, and I chose Elamine, which means truthful and honest. So it gave me something to strive for, to strive to be honorable and honest and truthful. You understand? So this is where the name come in for us. There's a brother Hassan right there. Abdul Malik, Ali Muslim, Muhammad, Talib. Uh, uh, Sal, we're going to Saladin, right? Uh, Sully, Saladin, he know what I'm talking about. He back there. He just, you got to excuse me, brother. I know all this here, right? So, just real, just real quick, so you'll know why Imam Sadiq, why we changed our names is a historical thing. That no, we come into Islam and we're choosing, as Allah says, to him belongs the best of names. So that's why he'll be Abdul Malik, right? Servant of the, the Lord, the King, etc., 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 right? So again, it's in the name. And we'll close with this to show you it's in the name that there's power in Muhammad the Prophet naming his grandchildren. Muhammad the Prophet, before he was born, and we know his mother is Amina, right? Amina which means truthful and honest, right? Faithful, truthful, honest. Watch how this works. Promise. Amina. By Allah's will, Amina. Amna. Amna. Well, we, right. <laughs> Comes together with, as my history, Abdullah. I got that right, right? <laughs> so when you feel like family, you know, you know, you might feel a little uptight at first, but I came to this masjid. I came, yes, I want to tell you that. I came to this masjid before this happened, you know, just to make a dry run so I'll know where I'm coming. And I have to tell you, and I feel it now, that the sense of love and spirit and brotherhood was so high. When I left here, I had tears in my eyes. I really want to tell you that. And Mustafa, no, I told him that the sense of love and real brotherhood that is so important in this and respect, all of that, I felt that then and I feel it now, right? And so you should be so thankful that you, that that permeates from among your community, because that is so, so important, especially in the climate that we have now. And I truly feel that way. Alhamdulillah, thank you. So we just wanted to point that out, the importance of, of names, right? So that we can say, so what I was saying is Abdullah, as I understand it, and Abdullah, servant of Allah, before Muhammad the prophet is born. So those two come together. Truthful servant of Allah, right? Truthful, if, if I'm getting it correct, the name, the name, honest, truthful servant of Allah. Now those two come together and by the grace of Allah, they produce Muhammad, right? Those two names. And what do Muhammad become? 
the truthful servant of Allah. It was in the names. So let me conclude with this. Oppressors like Yazid. We know at the story that Iblis took that position, right? And when you read 38, when Allah says, I'm making a mortal and make sajda, sujood, right? They all made sujood except Iblis. Yes. And then Allah said to him, man like that, what's with you, right? <laughs> I just read that, but we did the cookbook. He said to Iblis, that they all made sujood except Iblis. And he says, man like that, what's with you? <laughs> Read Surah 38, you'll see. What is wrong with you that you don't make sujood to the man that I made with my own two hands? And watch this. And what did he say? And at Kairum Minhu. You see? I'm better than him. I just read it. And at Kairum Minhu, that mentality, right? And he says, Kalaktani Minora. You created me from fire. Kalaktahu Minti. And you made him from mud. That's why I'm better than him. You got that? So you see that mentality that I'm better than you because I'm made from this. I got money. I'm of this color. I'm of that color, right? You're of this color. So I'm better than you, right? So that mentality came into existence long time ago, right? <laughs> and so now with Ibrahim alayhi salam, we know his great sacrifice, his willingness to sacrifice his son, but we also read with Ibrahim alayhi salam that he stood for justice and the right concept of God. And it says that he went into the town where his father and he destroyed the idols, right? But he left one. He left the biggest one. <laughs> so he destroyed it with his right hand. But he left the biggest one. And when they came and said, who did this? Who did this? And they said, to Abraham said, well, ask the biggest one. <laughs> These are idols, right? And they said, oh, you know they can't speak. He said, so you worship a God that can't speak and can't use his mind? And they say they became angry, right? And they threw him in the fire, right? Oppression. They threw him in the fire out of anger. Just like they got angry at Imam Hussein and Muhammad the Prophet and others, right? And when they threw him in the fire, Allah says this. He says, Yanaru, O fire, be cool and peaceful for Ibrahim. That's a message to us that you stand for what's right. As Hussein and others. You stand upon a solid foundation of honesty and truthfulness and love, right? And justice that no matter what forces they come against, Allah can cool it out. <laughs> and for our Christians and friends and others, following that through, we read about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego That's right. in Babylon, who refused to worship the gods of Nebuchadnezzar and Belshazzar, right? And as a result of them taking that same position, right, that no matter what you do to me, I'm not yielding to that kind of mindset and that kind of leadership, right? And they threw them in the fire, all three of them, right? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And when they put them in the fire for refusing to bow to that, 
Nebuchadnezzar said, burn the fire. So he looked in the furnace. And they hadn't been burned. So he said, turn it up seven more times, right? And when he turned it up, he looked again and he said, didn't you put three in there? I see a fourth one. What he saw was their determination and their faith and their commitment that no matter what, they will see our faith and our commitment no matter how much fire they bring upon the Muslim community. Trust me. Trust in Allah that they can turn the heat up on us as they're doing, right? But eventually they have to take their glasses off and say, I thought that it was just like 500 of them in there. It was like 5,000. <laughs> I thought we had divided the Muslim community. Well, I see them united. Sunni, Shia, black, white. They're all down there in uh, Somerset having a good time. <laughs> in spite of the fire. <laughs> and we know Muhammad the prophet, the sacrifices and the, and the struggles that he went through. And you know I'd be remiss not to mention Bilal ibn Rabbi, the first Muevin of al-Islam, who embraced Islam at a distance. He was in slavery under Umayyah. He wasn't close to Muhammad the prophet at that time, but he heard it at a distance. And at a distance, he heard the concept of Tarihi, right? Ahad, one God, that was enough for him, but he's in slavery. He's in bondage to another person. And he embraces that at a distance. And they tried to break him, right? They beat him, they stoned him, they laid him out in the sand and put boulders on him, stripped them down. And he kept saying, Ahad, Ahad. And when he couldn't speak, he raised one finger, right? That's oppression, right? That's tyranny, right? But that's a man who stood firm, right? And although they did what they did, they couldn't break him. And it's reported that his freedom was eventually bought and Muhammad the Prophet not only made him the Mu'evin, he was his personal treasure. And it's reported that he said, I had a vision and I heard some footsteps walking in paradise ahead of him. And they said, well, who could that possibly have been? And he said, with Bilal ibn Rabbah. And when Muhammad the Prophet when he passed away, Bilal, who had probably experienced or saw some of the vision that was coming, some of the hatred that was coming, right? Some of the violence that was coming, right? And Bilal said, I'm out of here, man. <laughs> Say, I love you. I love you, Abu Bakr. I love all of you all. But I got to get out of here because I can't be a part of this nonsense. <laughs> and they wanted him to stay. And it was reported that Abu Bakr wanted him to stay because he bought his freedom. And he said to Abu Bakr, did you free me that I may serve you or did you free me that I may serve God? And Abu Bakr didn't take it in a negative way. I'm sure he embraced them and wished them well. And he got out of there before all the divisive stuff came down. And we know what happened to Bilal ibn Rabbah. And Mahatma Gandhi, we know that, right? With the British, etc. These great sacrifices, and as the brother pointed out, he referred to Imam Hussein. And then Martin Luther King referred to Mahatma Gandhi. 
Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. So we want to keep that in mind and we wanted to look at Imam Hussein and his struggles from a different perspective. That he was not just a physical being, as we know, right? But that he's deeper than that, right? That he was a mind, he was a spirit, he was a soul, right? That he was a he, he, he was he was a concept, right? But keep in mind that he was named not only the family of Muhammad the Prophet, but he's named by Muhammad the Prophet Islam, and just in his name it has reached meaning. And if we call him Imam, that means he's a leader. He's out front, right? That means he's out front with goodness, excellence, purity, right? Because his name, Imam, right? That he's a leader in goodness and excellence and beautiful things. And that's how we can see that. And may Allah reward each and every one of you, each and every one of us, and have mercy on each and every one of us. And I pray I've been able to say something that's been positive for all of us. And again, I'm honored and I feel blessed to be a part of this program, but even more importantly, to share in this beautiful spirit that I get from this community. Assalamu alaikum.